I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hi friends, happy Tuesday. I hope your day is treating you well. Today we are going to have a little conversation around envy or jealousy, but first today's rosebud and thorn. My rose today was actually watching my husband plant flowers with our neighbor. Um, He had just said like the day before that he wanted more friends who were older and our neighbor's probably in her 60s, I would guess. And they just got out in the sun and planted flowers together and it just made me really happy. I was working, um, but I got to like watch them from the window. It was really precious. And my thorn is I have only one more panel for the Enneagram Summit left to record. And these panels have reinvigorated my love of the Enneagram. They have connected me more deeply to the numbers. It reminds me of just like the magic of the Enneagram. And I only have one left to do. I have type fours left and then I'm done recording them and I'm going to miss it very, very much. My bud is that it is interview week for me. So I am doing just, there's only a few interviews that I'm doing for the summit this year. Um, And I'm sitting down and really having conversations with a few Enneagram teachers. Uh, as their workshops for the summit and I'm really excited some of my favorite humans are some of my favorite Enneagram teachers and so I get to sit down and hang out with them and and dig into their brains and that's all happening this week so very very pumped all right so oh and before we get into the episode I do want to remind you that you have a little bit less than a week to join the Enneagram and Coffee Summit so if you are thinking about joining now is the time to go ahead and grab your ticket you don't want to miss out i don't want you to miss out on the chance to watch it live if that's a better price point for you so definitely go check it out the link to join will be in the in the show notes for you to go read up about it you can see who's speaking what the schedule is like and grab that all access pass if you want lifetime access if you're trying to have like a self-growth summer uh, go grab your ticket and let us support you on your journey okay so honestly the first time i remember feeling jealous i was probably around seven years old and i was visiting a friend's house she had Polly Pockets. Now, for those of you who are a bit too young to know about Polly Pockets, they were these clamshell type things. And when you opened them up, there was this entire world in there with little dolls and miniature coffee cups that you could play with. I remember feeling like she had something that I wanted and I knew I couldn't have it. And so instead I felt like anger toward her, like it was somehow her problem to fix. Now, in reality, it was all about me, right? And what I thought Polly Pocket was going to offer me and what not having Polly Pockets meant about me as a person. I felt less than. I felt like the Polly Pocket would solve my problems until I got a Polly Pocket of my own and I realized it didn't matter how many Polly Pockets I had. I was just as worthy as I always was, which didn't really feel like much at the time. And I was just as sad as I always was. No toy was going to bring me satisfaction. Now, did I learn my lesson? Of course not. I tried every toy I could to get this feeling. I thought that the fact that my toys came from the Dollar Tree was the problem until someone gave me a brand named Barbie for the first time. 
the target moved for decades until in my late 20s, I realized that it was never going to stop moving unless I stopped moving it. And that's the trouble with envy. It makes you feel like everything would be fine if you just had what they had. Yet when you get what they have, nothing feels different. In fact, it often feels worse because you feel let down by the thing you put your hope into. There are a lot of different kinds of jealousy, right? Jealousy in partnership, a friendship, jealousy over what someone has, over what they've done, over who they are. But at the end of the day, it really boils down to two key elements. First, you don't feel like you are enough as you are. And two, you think having what they have, be it looks, personality, toys, partners, will make you feel the way you want to feel. And both of those are bold-faced lies that we tell ourselves. And we're fed by the media and keep us in a constant state of confusion and an eager-to-purchase mindset. Those who make decisions for our society have very little investment in your contentment. If you are content, what will they sell you? So when it comes to working through our envy, our jealousy, there are two major factors we must accept. We are good, lovable, worthy, just as human as everyone else, and our feelings are not fixed by acquiring things. Our feelings are just felt and moved through on their own. I know easier said than done, but I wanted to share a few very practical tips that I've used to move through feelings of jealousy or envy in my own life. And while these won't solve it for you, perhaps it can ease some of your suffering in the meantime. So the first is when jealousy arises for something that someone is doing with their life or something they have, this is information about something you want. I know you're out there like, duh, SJ, we know this. But the tricky piece is working toward it. Now, if I see someone who has a New York Times bestseller and I feel jealous, I can turn that jealousy into honoring my desires. I must want a New York Times bestseller. Now, instead, what we often do is ignore that desire and just complain about the person and how much they annoy us. But really, we're just ignoring a little part of us that has a wish and isn't sure that they can have it. Honor the part that is wanting and pay attention to your desires honestly. Now, if we want to take this a little bit deeper, you can honor that feeling and then ask yourself what you think having that thing will offer you. Will having a New York Times bestseller make you happy? Probably not. Will it offer you the option to write more books? Probably so. Now, make sure that these desires are in their right place. If you think it will make you happy and fix all your problems, your energy would be better suited just making yourself happy right here and right now instead of waiting for happiness to arrive after a major life accomplishment. Number two, when you experience jealousy, you can ease your suffering through celebrating them. Now, this is something I do when I have a friend who has accomplished something I wish I could accomplish. Now, I have some insanely talented friends and having friends who have done incredible things is amazing but it's also triggering and it can make you feel like you have to keep up. So when that feeling of sadness arises, something my friend achieves, I can choose to push them away or instead I can privately think, wow, I'm so happy for them. That must feel amazing. Even if it's hard to do, it always feels better. I think there are two things at play here. First, there's evidence that suggests sending out good wishes and thoughts can change your mood. 
so there's that, right? Like just practically, we f- we send out good vibes, we feel good vibes, and it helps us feel better. But also, I think it builds our confidence and our self-trust. If when we are triggered, we choose love, we feel like we are good people, and therefore we can be trusted and we are worthy of good things too. Now to take this deeper, if you feel hopeless at the sight of their success, you need to ask yourself a couple of questions. Do I want their life? Or do I just want one thing that comes with it? If you have a friend making a million dollars a year, but they're exhausted, or maybe they have a team of 20 people and that makes you feel like you'd suffocate, that's good information. Maybe you want a million dollars because that sounds nice, but do you really want their life and how they got it? So what do you think that million dollars would offer you and how can you give that to yourself instead? The next question is explore what you think they may have that makes them more worthy of this than you and debunk those myths with evidence from other people. Do you think that they have a more successful business because they're pretty? Find some millionaires who aren't traditionally beautiful. Do you think it's because they come from money? Find evidence of of someone for which that's not the case. Celebrate them and also don't let it slow you down. Okay, so now when it comes to jealousy in a relationship, feeling like you could lose the interest of a partner, a friend, or even a parent, this is information for where trust does not exist. And there are some questions you'll want to ask yourself. First, where did this trust get broken? Was it something in childhood, in a past relationship, in observations from this relationship, or even in experiences from this relationship? It's information that you feel unsafe. We just need to figure out if that's relevant to this situation or something old that's being treated as new. If it's old, how can we pour love in there? Where can we heal? If it's new, we need to talk about how do we learn to trust or build trust in this scenario? Or is this a scenario in which trust can be built? Second, what do I think is more alluring than me? Right? Why would a partner, a friend, or a parent find someone more exciting than me? This is information into what you think you are missing and what you think you have to be. Perhaps this is where you are limiting your own self-love. Think about the Enneagram, right? We put this immense pressure on ourselves to be what our Enneagram type says we have to be, whether a good person, a loyal friend, happy, significant, yet that's completely self-imposed. In fact, it's the pressure from that which often impacts our lives negatively in the first place. Oftentimes, our jealousy stems from thinking we should be like the people we see around ourselves, right? We we see someone and they seem happy, so we think, oh, they're going to want that because that's better than what I am. But why are you putting that pressure on yourself in the first place? Which kind of brings us into the next piece, which is, honor the element of control at play. So when jealousy goes from being a feeling of, oh, that person is more desirable than me, to a course of action, when we experience jealousy and don't move through it, we start to attempt to control someone else's affection for us. If I alter myself in this way or that way, then maybe they'll want to stay. If I monitor their behavior or even attempt to alter their behavior, I'm trying to console a situation to prevent future pain. 
But if you aren't precious to someone enough for them to stay, for them to be honorable, why are you trying so hard to keep them? Allowing things to flow naturally and nurturing your feelings is going to allow the inevitable, good or bad, to play out much more quickly, saving you time, energy, and shame. They will leave or they will stay and you will have your answer. And your heart and your self-esteem will be much more intact. Now, finally, find someone to talk to, whether this is talking through it with your partner, friend, or parent, or if that doesn't feel safe talking with a therapist until it does, this is one that you will likely need to do with a team. If for no other reason to remember that you are sane, jealousy in a relationship is one of the loneliest feelings. You're already afraid of losing someone, so having difficult emotions doesn't always help you to feel desirable as a partner or a friend. It will be helpful to have reassurance and a balanced ear to remind you that what you're feeling is normal and fine and that you are okay. Now, finally on this one, fall in love with your life alone. This allows your relationships to be in their proper place as an addition to your happiness, not the source of your happiness. This way you are more aware of what relationships get to stay and which should go. You can be the decider of your relationships instead of waiting and hoping that someone will pick you just so that you don't have to be alone with your own thoughts. Now, I know this is kind of a deep and complex conversation to have so briefly. So please text questions or thoughts into our number and we can dialogue through them on our Q&A days. The number is 828-338-9127. I would love to hear from you. Now, I want to leave you with this food for thought from Harold Coffin. Envy is the art of counting the other fellow's blessings instead of counting your own. As always, it is such a joy to create this content for you. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider taking a moment and leaving a rating and review in iTunes. Those five-star reviews are the way that the podcast can grow and get to new ears. So it really does mean a lot to us podcasters. As always, I will see you tomorrow for the next episode.